Well, if you have your Bibles, uh, you, can, you can turn to Mark eleven twenty two. 22, but I, I believe that it's a scripture that all of you know in this church. And uh, I, I, I want to try to paraphrase this message and then share some scriptures with you. Uh, as I was praying about 2015, I, I really feel that it's going to be a, a great year but we're going to have to be more and more tuned in to the leading of the Holy Spirit than ever. I said the same thing in 2014. So it was like, Lord, I feel like I'm saying the same thing that I said in 2014. But I felt like the Lord said that in 2015, we are going to have to intensify our faith in God. Nothing else. Not a party, not a country, not people, not family, but our faith in God and our focus in God, which is Matthew, excuse me, which is Mark eleven twenty two, And it says, have faith in God. And Jesus is talking about how he had just cursed the fig tree. And when the disciples the following day saw that the fig tree died, they, they were amazed, and, and, and one of the disciples said, Jesus, the fig tree you cursed, it died, like, like that was a surprise. And Jesus said, have faith in God. And, and what he was basically saying is, whatever God says, it's going to happen. And it's going to happen just the way he said, and that our faith should be totally focused upon him. Joey, come on up here. I told Joey I was going to have him share a word before the service, and I forgot... Joey just got back from the Dominican Republic, is that correct, on a mission trip with Faith? Give him a hand. They took a group over there. And Joe, Joey's going to be a, a freshman at Purdue University in the School of Agriculture, helping us in the Sudan. I'm adding all of that to that. Mom's over there saying, I don't know about that. But, uh, but anyway, tell us about your trip. Okay, so I went to Santiago on December 27th, and it was really good. It was really warm there. <laughs> Came back and it was like negative two degrees. I was like, ooh, that's cold. I was in shorts that morning. Um, but yeah, we did vacation Bible school almost every day for the orphanages there. Uh, there was four different or orphanages. There was older girls, uh, younger girls, older boys, and younger boys. And um, I only heard like one of the girls' stories. And uh, But they all have such like genuine joy. It's really, really good. Um, but one of the girls, um, she seems like a little autistic um, but the reason is, is because her parents, like, gave her drugs when uh, she was a little girl. And, uh, yeah, so because of those drugs, I believe for the rest of her life, she, she's a little different. Um, but she's still, like, really, really joyful because of Jesus and because of the gospel and um, everything that they're doing at the orphanage there. Um, so they're all really happy, even though, um, you know, even the tough things that went, they went through in their life, um, so that was really good to see. And, uh, yeah, we did a lot of vacation Bible school. We uh, did the story of Jesus and knowing the ark and stuff like that and played games. And it was really just a good opportunity just to minister to those uh, girls and uh, just everything. that The impact that we made there was really awesome. Give them a hand. Praise God. God's got a special plan for Joey Callahan. I believe that. He's chomping at the bit to get to the Sudan, and I'm not sure uh, where mom is on that yet, but uh, we're praying about it. So one of these days, uh, we'll, get him, we'll get him over there. But, but this is what I felt the Lord showed me, 
that as I was praying about this message, uh, I, I felt like it was somewhat heavy. It's like it wasn't one of those raw, raw messages where, oh, everything is going to be okay and glory to God, we're going to excel at all we do and finances are going to be rolling in and everything. I believe all that's going to happen for the people that are tuned in to what God wants to be done in their lives. But I also believe that we are in a world today like it has never existed before. Uh, all you have to do is look at Paris and what happened over there recently. We need to pray for all the Parisians. Boko Haram in Nigeria just created one of the greatest atrocities that's ever taken place. They're still counting the bodies. They, they, they said they've never seen so many bodies in all of their life in parts of Nigeria where this Islamic group of people have come in and, and just killed, murdered, butchered, and beheaded. It's absolutely demonic. Now, I believe the church is going to have to make a stand. And the stand is going to have to be for righteousness. It's going to have to be for the gospel. And we're going to have to be informed. Now, don't you ever think for a moment that Islam is a peaceful religion. Read the Quran, read the Hadith, read what the Prophet Muhammad said, read what he is advocating through the Quran. And people who say, well, I know someone who's of the Islamic faith and they're a nice person. They don't practice their faith. That's why they're a nice person. So we have to begin as a church to begin to speak up and have intelligent information from the Holy Spirit and what's going on in the world so we know how to bind and how to lose. We have the victory. But if we don't exercise the victory, if we don't exercise our authority, if we don't exercise our power, we are not going to be going from glory to glory. The light's going to get darker and darker because the church is going to be shoved out. We are to be the leaders. So turn to your neighbor and ask him, are you a leader? We are to be leaders and we are to speak up. Information is power. Information is power. When you have information, you know what to do. And when you have information, which is the leading of the Holy Spirit and current events, a lot of people want the leading of the Holy Spirit, but they don't want the Holy Spirit to show them what to do about current events. So they put their little head in the sand and they say, look, everything's going to be okay because I have faith in God. Folks, if you have faith in God, you are going to do things that you've never done before because God's going to lead you to say things you've never said before. And that we will come out of our somewhat comfort zone and we will proclaim the things of God. Now, for 2015, this is what the Lord showed me. That have faith in God. This is what the year is going to be about, having faith in God. So we're going to have to know what God said. I thought it was going to get quiet in here. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can loosen up. Okay, but, but, but if, 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 if you lived in Nigeria, you would be more of a state of high alert right now. If you lived in Paris, you would be on a state of high alert. If you lived in England, you would be on a state of high alert. If you lived in New York City, you'd be on a state of high alert. You live in Lafayette, Indiana? Hey, what do we got to be concerned about? What do we got to be concerned about? You lay on the beach in Florida, 80 degree weather, and you come back to Indiana, you got a lot to be concerned about. <laughs> culture shock, major culture shock. Now, there is good news. And the good news is that we are winning this battle. Don't think the enemy's winning. He may be winning some skirmishes, but we are winning this battle. And if you've read the, the last part of the book, we win. We win. We, we do have the victory over the world. We are walking right now in the victory over the world. Let's just say, I have the victory, have the victory. Over, the over the world. 
Now, that's 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. It says, our faith is the victory that is over this world. It has given us the victory over the world. Now, in the world today, the devil is operating in control of the world system. We have a spiritual system that we are a part of. And as I was doing this message, I, I'd sent some information out to, to Dan and Kelly and to Bonnie, our trustees, and, 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 and needed some input from them. And I thought, Lord, I, I don't really have, and this was a, about a separate issue, but I said, I don't really have something that's, that really grabs me for 2015, like great exploits, 2015. Uh, something that rhymes. <laughs> Lester Summerall always had something that rhymed. I, I don't know how he always did that, but 2015, you will glean, or, you know, something like that. And I, and I didn't have anything like that at all working in me. And so Bonnie responded to what I sent her and, uh, and, and said, uh, uh, I think it's great, onward and upward. And as soon as she said that, Bam, it just exploded in my spirit, onward and upward. And I, I hung up, I thought, well, that's it. Well, wait a minute, I just got that from Bonnie. I can't say I got that from the Holy Spirit. And so I called Bonnie back and I said, Bonnie, I feel like that's the message that I want onward and upward. I believe that's from God, but you gave it to me. And her response was, I can be used by God. <laughs> Maybe God had me share that with you. <laughs> That's very true. So I believe that 2015 is going to be a year of onward and upward for those who have faith in God. And that whatever God tells us to do, we're going to do. Next Sunday, we're going to take up a special offering for the men's retreat. <laughs> we, we, I was believing for 50 plus men and we're right at hovering at 47 right now. If any of you haven't signed up yet, I'll sign you up. So uh, anyway, <laughs> Pam said, well, what's it going to cost? And I said, I think we do need, just need to plant it as a seed in the church and we'll take up a special offering. We'll cover everything we have need of and it'll be all taken care of. Well, okay, if that's how you feel. And I ran it by some of the <laughs> trustees, and they said, well, if that's what you feel the Lord's saying, well, now it's time to pay the bill. And, <laughs> and now we got $70 times almost 50 men. It was about $4,000. At the time when I felt like the Lord said that, I hadn't really looked at the $4,000 price tag. It could go a lot higher than that, but I believe the men of our church are good ground. How many of you believe they're good ground? So, so as I got closer, I, I, this is what I said. I said, God, we're getting closer to the time we need to send the check. And uh, we don't have anything toward that men's retreat. And this is what I heard in my spirit. Don't you think I know the date? <laughs> so I have faith in God that if he said to do it this way, everything's going to be taken care of. And if it wasn't God and I made a mistake... We'll bite the bullet and learn a lesson, but I am believing it was God. Now, what we've got to do is have our total faith in God that whatever God said, I'm going to do it. And if I miss it, I'm going to learn, I'm going to do it again when I think it's God. Does that make sense to you? Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not going to bat, you're not going to bat 100%. I have a plaque on my desk. It's from Babe Ruth. Probably, arguably, one of the greatest baseball players that ever played, made the game, built Yankee Stadium. Said, don't ever be afraid to strike out. And when I read that, and then I did a little research on Babe Ruth, 
in many of the years that he led the league in home runs, he led the league in strikeouts. He would hit home run after home run after home run, but he would also lead the league in strikeouts every year. Don't be afraid. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be afraid to strike out. If you think God told you to do it, do it, because God's going to take care of all of the rest. And the blessings of God will come upon you and overtake you. Now, the Word of God says, Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. So, what we do is we get our faith in God, and we know then what God is telling us to do, or we think we know. So, we're going to move out, and we're going to accomplish what we think God is showing us to do. Now, the devil knows that if a believer will walk by faith and not by sight, he can't stop you. He cannot stop what you're doing that God has ordained. The devil could not stop the fig tree from being dead. And the reason was because God made flesh. His son Jesus said, I curse this fig tree. This fig tree will no longer live. And it died because God said... Whatever God said is faith. Whatever God said takes place. And God speaks things that are not as if they were. So therefore, you and I have to be on high alert to know what God is saying. Now, the devil is in the world, and we need to make sure that we train our family and teach our family. There is a God. There is a devil. And both of them are speaking to you. Both of them are telling you what they want you to hear. Both of them are speaking into families' lives. And the devil is very, very cunning, and he's very, very good at what he does. God defeated the devil, defeated powers, defeated principalities, gave us the victory so that we would walk by faith to accomplish everything that God has called us to accomplish. I was speaking to Stanley the other day over in the Sudan, and, and, uh, and I said, Stanley, this is the year we build your house. Came right out of my spirit. Now, I know that house is going to be about $80,000 to $100,000 when we get all finished. I said, we're going to build your house. He said, really? You feel like you have all the money? I said, don't have a cent. <laughs> but we're going to build your house. He said, really? He said, my wife will be excited. They have five children. They live in a one-room tulko that they have expanded. I asked him, I said, how do you expand a one-room tulko? It's a mud hut. And he said, well, we just knock out a wall and we make the circle. He said, it's not quite a circle any longer, but it just, <laughs> we just make it a little bit bigger. And uh, he said, but my wife will be very happy that we're going to have a new home. So I believe that came out of my spirit. I believe in 2015 we're going to do that. How we're going to do it, I don't know, but I know this. I have faith in God that God is well able to do it. Now, when the devil comes about, it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may destroy. The devil has never changed his tactic. And, and, and the world and, and the devil in the world is after your faith. And what he's trying to do is to prevent you from doing and having faith in God to be and to accomplish what he wants you to accomplish. And I want to read to you in the book of Genesis chapter 3 how the things of the devil have not changed any at all. And in Genesis chapter 2, uh, chapter 3 rather, 
It's, it's when God put Adam and Eve in the garden. And from the very beginning, God's plan and purpose for our lives has never changed. He wanted you and I to be in charge. He gave us dominion over everything on the face of the earth in the garden. And we were to subdue anything that was not in that garden. And that man would be in charge, having faith in God, and that he would have no knowledge of evil at all, only knowledge of good, and that everything man said, he would be like God. He would speak for things that were of God because he didn't know anything else. And that was God's original plan. But then when the devil came, he tried to subvert God's plan. Now, God had already given man authority over the devil. Turn to your neighbor and say, man was given authority over the devil. All he had to do was command the devil. God, was, God gave Adam the authority to command the devil and, and Eve and, and, and to keep him out of the garden, to tend and to keep the garden. But Adam obviously didn't do what God told him to do. And when the devil came in, he came in the same way he comes in to you and me today. And this is what it says right here in verse number two, uh, or excuse me, verse number one of Genesis chapter three. The devil came in as a serpent and said, has God indeed said? In other words, he comes questioning the word of God and your faith in the word of God. Did God really tell you to do that? I can't tell you how many questions I've had since I made the announcement that we're not going to charge for the men's advance. You're not going to get all that money. I've heard that. You're not going to get all that money. Now, I've been at this long enough to know now that when I hear things like that that contradict what I think is the Word of God, that's the devil. He's trying to torment me. He's trying to get in my mind and try to get me to think something that I shouldn't be thinking. And so, so it said, did God, has God really said? And then Eve said, well, yeah, yeah, God did say that. And then it, it, it went on in verse number four, and the, the serpent said, you shall not die. If you eat of the tree of the, of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not die. Now, this is the point I want to tell you. The devil always comes, number one, to question the word of God. And then number two, if he gets you questioning the word of God, number two, he will contradict the word of God. We live in a world today that not only has questioned the word of God, they have contradicted the word of God. We live in a nation today that not only has questioned the Word of God, they have contradicted the Word of God. Abortion, gay marriage, you name it, in this nation we are doing about everything we can to turn our back on God. It's happened around the world, it's happened in Europe, but now it's happening in America. Who's supposed to be in charge in America? The church. Yeah. The gods is in charge. But the church, have faith in God. Not the Republicans, not the Democrats, not the Independents, not the Libertarians. It's the church that should rise up and take a stand and declare. Have you ever heard this said? I heard my grandma say this one time. Or, no, no, yeah, it was my grandma. And my grandfather corrected her, said, uh, you, you don't want to talk about religion and politics. And the church shouldn't stay out of that. Religion and politics. Folks, we should be involved in every single area. We should be the people that are leading the charge. I encourage all of you, 
Get on the internet. Anything that David Barton has read, read it. Any books that he's published, get them for your children. Any videos that you can afford to get, get them for your children. Get them. If you can't afford, call the church. We'll buy them for you. David Barton is on the cutting edge of this nation returning to its original intent. God is not finished with America yet. How many of you believe God's not finished with this country? But the church is going to have to rise up. And I'm talking about individual men and women of God. You can look at the church like, okay, what are we going to be, the Presbyterian USA? No, they went down the tubes. They turned their back on God. We're going to be this branch, this branch, this branch. No, 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 no. We're going to live the Word of God. And we're going to declare the Word of God. And we're going to speak the Word of God with great boldness. And we're going to bind and we're going to loose as the Holy Spirit leads us. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now turn to your neighbor and say, 2015 is going to be an exciting year. Onward, upward, we are moving on. But remember the Jeffersons? How many of you remember the Jeffersons? We're moving on up. Glory to God. I love that. We may get a cliff of that. I love the Jeffersons. We're moving on up. Glory to God. I th- it's time for the church to stand. I see this, this. What is this guy that had all these ropes on him? Uh, 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 it's an old children's book. Uh, Gulliver? Yes. Gulliver's Travel? Is that right? Yeah. And the giant's down, and he's got all these pegs and around, and finally the giant wakes up one day, and he says, you know what? And just breaks all of them, stands up, and like the Incredible Hulk says, you know what? Enough is enough. Can you say enough is enough? Yeah, that's how we've been saying it. Now say it like you mean it. Enough is enough. We are not going to tolerate this any longer. I'm going to speak as an oracle of God. I'm going to tell people what God needs to hear. And you are going to do the same thing. Well, we don't want to offend somebody. Not only do we need to offend a few people, we need to sink their boat. Glory to God. And if they want to get out of it and get in our boat, fine. If they don't, they can sink with their boat. But we're moving on. We are moving on. We're going onward and we're going upward. You say amen to that. Now, here's what Eve should have done in the garden. Eve, when that serpent came in and said, well, did God really say she should have grabbed the shotgun laying on sleeping Adam's lap with two barrels? She should have pulled that thing out, shot the serpent, blew him into a million pieces, then taken the gun butt, beat Adam over the head unmercifully. And when he finally came to with lumps all over his head, said, if you don't take care of this garden, I'm going to shoot you next. That is exactly what she should have done. Because of the sleepiness of the people, the devil was able to take control of the world. And if you look at this world today, and if you follow world events, I follow world events. They don't scare me, they prepare me. I want to say that again. They don't scare me, they prepare me. Some people are scared to read about what's going on. I want to read about what's going on in Nigeria. I want to read how they're beheading all those little children over there. I want, to, I want to read and see how they murdered all of those people over there and then have somebody say to me that, why not we don't want to be upset with Islam because that's really not what they're all about. No, that is the root of Islam. That is the root of the Koran. That is the root of Sharia law. And we need to know what is going on so we can bind and loose because in the book of Matthew chapter 16, we've been given the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And there are some things loose down here that shouldn't be loosed. I thank God for this 2016 election that's coming up. But I'll tell you what, it isn't a person that's going to change America. It is God. 
God will bring America back to their senses one way or the other. And I encourage all of you to be led by the Holy Spirit, but to make sure that you are reading books that are giving you information that is current by people that you can trust. You need to read uh, the, uh, the Shemitah, the new book by Jonathan Kahn that's out there. You need to read the, uh, just went up my mind. The Harbinger. Need to read The Harbinger. I believe with all my heart, God is crying out to America. And I believe he's saying, your day's not over. I got great things ahead for you. You are still destined by me and called by me to be a great light to the world. But your light is flickering. Your light is flickering. And we're going to have to make a stand. But I believe it starts with individuals. There's a law, uh, 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 I forget exactly what it's called. It's the... uh, Oh, not a law. The rule of six. What? Somebody help me. Pardon? Six degrees of separation. Six degrees of separation. That every person on the face of the earth knows everybody on the face of the earth within the realm of six people. And that the six people you know know six people who know six people. Folks, this thing can spread like wildfire. I mean, we can get up and say, oh, glory to God. Clara out there walking them all. Say, oh, glory to God. I'm telling them about Jesus out here. They think I'm weird, but I don't. I think I'm telling about Jesus. That's what she's called to do. Now, you may look at her and say, well, that's weird. I wouldn't go out there and walk the wall and tell people about Jesus. Well, that's not what you're called to do. You may be called to do something else. Joy's called to go to Purdue to learn about agriculture. Joy and I had lunch one day. Joy is telling me what he felt God showed him about agriculture and the world shortage of food and water. And it is almost exactly what God had spoken into my spirit when we talked to Purdue over there. And this guy is being prepared and is going to school of agriculture over there at Purdue and has a heart for the Sudan and the nations of the world. There's a place for you. Turn your name and say, there's a place for you. If you have a root of fear in you anywhere, an old stronghold of fear, and you do. You have an old stronghold of fear. Every person on the face of the earth. And if you deal with it, you're going to be okay. But if you don't deal with it, you're going to revisit it. When God gets you out of your comfort zone and says, I want you to walk on that water, I've never walked on water before. Well, Peter hadn't either. Until he looked at how bad it was, and then he didn't last long. He sank. But we get to the point when we realize there is a destiny for not only America, there's a destiny for my family, and there's a destiny for me, and if I'm the only one that's going to go, it's okay. Because I'm not going to be looking at who's following me. I'm going to be looking at where I'm going. And I have faith in God. Turn to your neighbor and say, have faith in God. And God is going to show you things that will so bring you out of your comfort zone. I believe 2015 is going to be a year of awesome victories. I believe there are going to be situations and circumstances. I made a list of the... (laughs) of my predictions, and then I threw it away. <laughs> no, I, no, actually, I didn't. I left it on my desk at home, and I thought, these things are pretty gory. They, they really are. I made, I made a list of the things that I felt in my spirit are going to happen, and I'll just paraphrase some of it. I, I think there's going to be great abundance that's going to flow for the things we're doing for the Lord. I think the fruit of the Spirit is going to be manifest in our lives the more we yield and have faith in God. I think the joy and the happiness is going to be there no matter what we see, because we're not going to look at what we see. We're going to look at what we believe. And we look at situations like Teresa, who one moment's alive and the next moment is gone. And we pray for the family, because there's a grieving process you go for. We rejoice. 
that Teresa is alive and well with Jesus, worshiping, just as Kelly said, on streets of gold. And so we're excited about what she has achieved. But we're not going to be moved by what we see. We're only going to be moved by what we believed. Tell your neighbor, don't be moved by what you see. Just be moved by what you believe. And if we do that, then we're going to walk in a new dimension of faith. Now, God's will is to prosper you in everything that you do. And I'm just going to give you some scriptures. Psalms 1, 1 through 6, you need to read that. Third John 2, beloved, I desire that you prosper as your soul prospers. Uh, Isaiah 119 says that he wants us to eat the good of the land. God's word is prosperity for his people to bring forth his worth. Now, Faith in God settles all of the issues of your mind. Faith in God is the settling of the issue. And in John chapter 8, verse 31 32, this is what Jesus said that if you that that, that you shall know my my you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If you know the truth, you are free. And you know the truth. You know the truth regarding abortion. You know the truth regarding gay marriage. You know the truth regarding debt. You know the truth. How do I know the truth? Because I read the Word. I know what God said. I have faith in God. Any nation that continually violates the Word of God will pay the consequences. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want us to pay the consequences. Doesn't matter what you want, you will pay the consequences. Inflation will come. Stock markets will, will, will fall. The, the financial collapse that could happen in this world is so real. And it will be a domino effect. But yet, we'll be okay because we are not of this world. Turn and say, we're not of this world. You know, if the price of gas is a dollar a gallon, I will rejoice. <laughs> but but I, I'm going to put it in my car. If the price of gas is $3 a gallon, I'm going to put it in my car. If the price of gas is $5 a gallon, like it is in some areas of Europe, I'm going to put it in my car. Why? Because my God will supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory. My God has a retirement plan for me that is out of this world. I'm not moved by my savings account. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm not moved by my savings account. I'm only moved by God's account of what He thinks that we're going to do. Does that make sense to all of you? So, so tell your neighbor, I have abundance. So we have the abundance we need. We have everything that God wants us to have. And our mind is settled. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Present your body a living sacrifice, pure, holy, acceptable unto the Lord. And don't be transformed. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you'll know the perfect will of God. When your mind is renewed, what about all this stuff? My mind is renewed. I know what God said. I pray for the people in Nigeria, but I'm on a mission in America. I pray for the people in South Sudan, I'm on a mission in America. I pray for the pe people all over the world in Paris and other places, but I'm on a mission right here. And I'm not going to be moved by something that will try to bring fear into my life because God defeated fear and He gave me the victory. Turn to your neighbor and say, God defeated fear. We don't have a spirit of fear, but we have power, love, and a sound mind. Will atrocities continue? I believe they will. Will challenges around the world continue? I believe they will. I do. I believe they will. Until we take a stand against the evil one, we will continue to see the serpent move. But if you cut the serpent's head off, if you blow the serpent into a million pieces, he's still going to be there spiritually, but we have the victory. Because the victory that we have has overcome the world again. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Let's all say, I have the victory. I have the victory. 
Now, that's why when it says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, therefore be, uh, be, uh, <laughs> hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Let's say that. Steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Steadfast means whatever happens, happens. It's not going to affect my faith in God. I'm going to be immovable. I'm going to be about the work of the Lord until my day on this earth ends. And then I'm going to open my eyes and see Jesus. And everything is going to be okay. But in the meantime, there is a plan. There is a purpose. There is a cause. Let's stand to our feet. I believe. I, bl- I believe. I believe. I believe. We sing a song like that. Yeah, I love, I love, <laughs> whatever it is. Now, now, <laughs> how, how's that go? I, <laughs> yeah, I got to get back in the spirit. We had 18 hours in a car with Sirius Radio and Elvis. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody, my, my granddaughter, Annabelle did really well. She really did well. And we have Sirius Radio, and I am an Elvis Presley fan. So she sent me, she sent me this text last night. I was getting ready to go to bed. She said, hey, Pop, here's a picture of what they have projected Elvis would look like on his 80th birthday, which was yesterday. <laughs> didn't look like the Elvis I knew, but he had a suit on. He didn't have a jumpsuit. I told Pam, one of these days, I'm going to get me a spiritual jumpsuit. Show up here with the fog coming up. Dun, 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 dun. Here's what we got to be ready for. <laughs> As Bill O'Brien said something, I have no idea what. <laughs> Here's what we got to be ready for. We got to be ready for a good fight. The devil will never stop attacking your faith. Never, never, never. It won't happen. So get ready for a good fight. This fight is a fight that has already been won in the heavenlies by our Lord and Savior through his son, Jesus. Jesus came down, annihilated the devil, defeated the devil, powers and principalities, and did the same thing that God did in the garden handed the victory to you and me and said, it's all yours, just like he did with Adam. Adam fell asleep. There are a lot of people asleep today. They are not ready for a fight of faith. They don't want to be bothered by the devil. Some people have even said, especially out of victory, but here we've had to, I didn't have this much trouble before I was saved. Well, they didn't realize that they did, but they, but once they got saved, they became an extreme danger to the devil because now you're getting the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're starting to become dangerous and he's looking at you saying, whoa, if I don't do something about those people, they may change the world. They may change the government. They may change the direction that, that America's heading and it's heading in my direction, the devil. He's absolutely right. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to stand up. We're not going down without a good fight. And I don't believe we're going down. I believe we're going up. You say amen? I believe we're going up. I really do. I really do. But it's going to take all of us doing our part. Now, this is what Paul said to Timothy 
in 2 Timothy chapter 4. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach. Wrong scripture. 1 Timothy chapter uh, 6 verse 20. Oh Timothy. Now this is the Timothy that Paul had written and said, hey, you don't have a spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound mind. Let's all say it. Power, Power. Love, love, sound mind. Sound. Tell your neighbor, that's what you have. Now he's written to Timothy. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. This is what happens in our capital. This is what happens in our Supreme Court. This is what happens in a lot of our schools. One of the most dangerous places you can send your children today is a university or a college. Send them, but you make sure you know which one you're sending them to. Be careful of people of intellect who think they have the babblings and the contradiction of what this word says. That is not intelligence. That is stupidity and ignorance. And it says, by professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. You look at Harvard University and the charter of the school and many of the Ivy League schools. They were started to train missionaries for the world. They are anything but that now. Now in 2 Timothy, this is where Paul said, I charge you. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season. This is for all of you. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, this is where we live today. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. They will turn away from the truth and will be turned to fables, myth, fiction, opinions. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I, Paul, already am being poured out for a drink offering, and the time of my departure at hand is at hand. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and his gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus, and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. 
To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.